she became an instrument in the hands of the enemy in order to bring a huge curse upon Jacob. That's what happens. When God is removed from the picture, which is his blessings are then, which is going to play church and and go after the blessing and not the blesser, we lose focus. At that point, we're still running, but we are running on a different track towards a different destination. Do you think Rebecca would have ever thought that she would lose her son that she loved so dearly that she would never see him, that he would not be there when she dies? Did she ever, do you think she would have ever thought that? when she planned all these things with Jacob. That's the fruit of deception. But you won't see the consequences until it's time to reap the consequences. God is speaking at this hour. Don't rely on your past testimonies. Oh, God did this for me 20 years ago. God did this for me 15 years ago when... When I prayed, God did this for me. How are you now? How's your walk with the Lord now? How are you doing spiritually? Every day, you have to be spiritually healthy. Every day, your vital signs should be good. Otherwise, you can start running on a different track, not even knowing, because you're looking somewhere else. If you're looking somewhere else and running, you won't see the line. It'll be like a car that's ready to crash. Going on a different lane, veering off, not even knowing that you're veering off because you're looking at something else. When your focus goes off, when your focus is not where it should be, you're headed for a disaster. Remember. You have to remember this all the time. And this is a tragedy. Abraham and Sarah would have wept if they would have seen, they would have been alive to see how their grandchildren turned out to be. Well, what happened with Esau and what happened with Jacob? But Abraham is rejoicing today because Jacob turned his life around. At least one turned out. At least one carried Abraham's legacy. At least one who continued to run in the right direction, changed his direction from where he was and became Israel. Didn't die as Jacob. Praise be to God. What a consolation. But look at all the sorrow. Who's responsible for all of that? Both mother and son. The mother that he trusted gave all the wrong counsel. It sounded so spiritual. Oh, Jacob, you're going after the blessing. You're going after the blessing. You're going after the blessing. Void of the blesser. Do it all in the wrong way. She was setting himself up for a big curse, though that's not what she wanted. 
Many Christians do that. They deceive themselves and try to deceive others, hoping to gain something. In the meantime, they set themselves up for a big fall, big disaster. The Lord says in His Word, When you fear the Lord, you will be kept from all these snares. Abraham didn't have to worry about this. Sarah didn't have to worry about this. They walked with God. They heard what the Lord said. They gladly did. And they were blessed immensely. Isaac also. It was a shock for him to see how his own son deceived him. The Bible says he trembled so violently when he found out that the one he blessed was Jacob and not Esau. Look at the agony that he had to go through as an old man. Look how Rebecca didn't even care about that. All she cared about was somehow get Jacob blessed. How can you get the right thing in the wrong way? How can you get the right thing in the wrong way? How can you? That will turn into a curse. But she lost focus. She was in delusion. Satan was trying to tell her, Hey, Rebecca, oh, the blessing is very important. It shouldn't go out of your family line. And Jacob should get it. And look, Esau will squander it. And look how good Jacob is. And it sounded all good, just like how the serpent came to Eve in the garden. This is better. This is better. This is better. Meanwhile, Satan was looking all along. He said, oh, Esau is a squanderer. Well, God said, he prophesied to Rebecca that Jacob is going to be the one. So, Satan's eyes were not on Esau. His eyes were on Jacob. Because the Messiah has to come. So Satan is looking to see how he can block that. And he worked through Rebecca. Many times people who call themselves believers can misguide you. Be careful. If your own husband is not walking with God, he will become a snare to you. If your own wife is not walking with God, she can become a snare to you. If your parents are not walking with God, they can become a snare to you. They can say all the right things. When they're not walking with God, there will be a deviation that will be there, a departure that will be there, hindering of your blessing that will be there, wrong counsel that will be there, where the entire family will go down the drain. God is speaking at this hour. You need to be on point with God so you can spot a spiritual lukewarmness in your own family. You should be on point with God so that any counsel that comes from anyone, even seemingly spiritual looking, such as Rebecca's. Oh, you need to get your blessing. You need to get your blessing. But the whole way the council came in, 
how to obtain the blessing was all demonic. Demonic. Important, isn't it? God has been talking about the consequences. There are certain consequences that are irreversible. The consequence that Rebecca reaped as a result of what she did was irreversible. She lost the darling of her heart. You know how she would have mourned the remaining days of her life? It's not like how you can talk on the phone and, you know, FaceTime. No. Her son was gone. The very son that she wanted to receive the blessing now is driven out of the house. She can never see him. He can never see her. Out of her sight. How she would have longed for him in her deathbed. Never came. To her, because of the choice that she made. It's not a light thing. Always remember, every decision that you take, because God loves you, He wants to protect you. Because God loves you, He wants to counsel you. But when you depart from that, when you do your own thing, when you become wise in your sight, when you rely on yourself instead of God, understand that that self will listen to the voice of the stranger. When your spirit is not right, it will follow the voice of the stranger, which is Satan, who is out to destroy the plan of God in your life. He hates you. And he'll want to kill God's plan. That God wants to forfeit in your life. Rebecca, Isaac, and Jacob, they could have ended really well together as a family. But it didn't happen that way. That was not God's perfect will, no. But now God worked with plan B with Jacob to make him face his consequences, make, his, make him face his actions, I should say, to change his nature. Jacob means deceiver. It's the meaning of his name. God had to change his nature and his name. In order for that to happen, Jacob's cooperation was necessary and God had to put him in a place so that he comes to a place of Total integrity and honesty where he said, no more of the deception. May God speak to your hearts this morning. Past testimonies are good only if you have testimonies that are current, testimonies that are stronger, testimonies that are more glorious than what God did in the past. So there has to be a growth and there has to be this addition of God's doing in the life of any believer. 
was walking with God. We just rely on the past testimonies while we're not walking with God and keep talking about it over and 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 over again. We'll end up deceiving ourselves. Where are you right now? How are you walking with God now? What is your current state now? If you consulted God back then, are you consulting God now? Is it God who is speaking to you or something else? Are you living a holy life? If you're not on point with God, don't say that I consulted with God and this is what God said. That's not God, by the way. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If you're not walking with God, if you're not on point with God, know this for sure. You'll be led by something else other than God. You have to be found doing what you should be doing, which is very simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. That trusting in the Lord is where a lot of people don't want to do. You know why? Because they have sin in their lives. Because they've given their emotions to something else. We've seen this in many, many, many relationships and marriages that we've counseled. Over the past more than 23 or 24, 25 years. When a man or woman's affection turns elsewhere, that's when they lose interest in their self. Whether it's another woman, another man, or pornography. That's when the value for the spouse will decrease. That's when spending time with the spouse will decrease. That's when intimacy with the spouse will die. That's when value for the children will go down. Preoccupation with other things will destroy what is most precious, that which is most precious. God is speaking to our hearts today. When your affections are placed on other things, on other loves, then your affection for God will become non-existent. Why do I feel dry, Lord? Why do I have no desire for God? My desire for reading and praying has gone down. I don't know why. Well, you should know why. If you let weeds grow in your yard, how can the plant grow? Many people, it's a mystery. I've heard this again and again. I don't know, Pastor, I don't know what happened to me. Suddenly, I have no connection with God. I'm not able to connect. When I'm reading and praying, I'm not feeling anything. And when, when I'm praying, I'm not able to pray. And 
and I'm not able to connect, I'm not able to focus, well, you should be able to exactly trace when, where, how, and why. You should. If you're not able to have a bigger problem, you are deceiving yourself and you've been living in the deception. Trying to give all the reasons to say that I'm doing all the right thing, but it's not having can't. You can't. If you spend time with your spouse, then keep your eyes for your spouse alone. If you spend your time with your spouse and keep your heart for your spouse alone, nothing in this world can come between your marriage, between you and your spouse. Nothing can come to compete with your spouse. Nothing. Everything will be everything other than the love of your spouse and the looks of your spouse will be despised by you if you have a strong love and if you appreciate and if you value and if you admire that which God has given to you. That's the truth. Well, people who have wandering eyes, wandering heart, and wandering mind, they will completely miss out on the best that they have. They're like people who are spiritually ill, like the mentally ill people, who have good food, but they will leave all that and go looking for the stuff that on the floor and eat things that are from the trash can. Spiritually sick people are like that. That which God has given to them, they will leave that. They'll go after other stuff. Worthless things. And that's the height of folly. When you go after things that are worthless, disgusting, ugly, demonic go after those things you've lost your sensibility something is wrong with those people until they recognize that something is wrong that's why I'm not able to Be happy with what I have. Running after other things like a crazy person who goes from one garbage can to another. That's what pornography is. That's what immorality is. That's what lust is. That's what wandering eyes and wandering heart is. Going after everything that is up there. All the vile people that are out there sitting in the garbage can and people who eat out of those garbage cans run to those trash cans while they have the best right next to them in their homes what a tragedy don't be like Esau the Bible says immorality will destroy you 
destroy your spouse, whether it's a husband or a wife. They'll destroy your children, your grandchildren, your generation. Don't flirt with it. Never use your past testimonies and try to cover yourself up with it. That's like a leper trying to hide the leprosy with fancy clothing while the body is rotting and boozing on the inside. God is speaking at this hour. When your relationship with God is intact, nothing from outside can come to compete with your love for Jesus Christ. That's why Apostle Paul was able to say, whether it's famine, whether it's nakedness, whether it's peril, whether it's starvation, hunger, whatever it is, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Threat to my life, beatings to my body, Nothing can separate me. He's not saying that, well, there's a magical rope that is tying me and Christ, so no matter what I do, no matter how treacherous I am, I won't be separated from God. That's not what he's saying. There's this tight connection between Apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus Christ. That he's in love with God so deeply. No matter what comes to threaten that love, it cannot because... He will fight for it with all his might because he despises everything else. He knows how valuable his relationship with Jesus is and he's so deeply in love with Jesus. He's no time for anything else and he will not give a second for anything else. For people like those, there's no dry spiritual life. There's no spiritual dryness. For people like Apostle Paul who are walking with God, there's no such thing as spiritual wandering, spiritual dryness, and spiritual drought, and spiritual desert. When I talk about spiritual desert, I'm talking about the dryness when people talk about that. I'm not able to connect with God. I'm not able to pray. I don't feel this. And I'm not able to sense God's presence that I once used to. Check yourself. What did you let in? What are the other loves that came in? When did you lose your focus? Did you run after the things of the world? Did you run after the cares of the world? Did you run after the pleasures of the world? What is your idol? It's like which woman came between you and your spouse or which man came between you and your spouse? What came between you and God? What did you allow? Who are you spending your time with? What are you spending your time with? Check all those things. Don't act as if you don't know. And then come and say, Pastor, I need prayer. I need a breakthrough. This pattern will continue and repeat. If you don't kick the intruder out of your life, if you're embracing the intruder and come for prayer, it's not going to do any good. Don't hug the murderer and say, Lord, I want to stay alive. You need to do your part. Esau missed it all because he went after other things 
despising the very treasure he had. Oh, what greater punishment will await for all those who despise this great salvation. What a loss. What a loss. You know, there are people who have killed grandmothers, mothers, own family members who fed and nursed and raised their children for video games. Some for video games. Murdered them brutally. Some for drugs. Murdered them brutally. And some for another man or another woman that they wanted to be with. Murdered the very own people. Put their heart and soul into these and raised them from being babies to where they were. They murdered their very own some strange, vile thing. And where did they end up? They end up in jail, in prison. Now people who feel sorry for the murderer, they're out of their minds. We need to know God is a just God. When you come and crucify Jesus Christ again and again and murder the innocent blood that was shed for you again and again, the right thing is to be put away. That's what God does. Go and be with the rest of the murderers. Go. Go be with the father of murderers. Go. That's what you chose. Go. That's why hell is full of such people. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus Christ for us. But when we go and murder him for other worthless, disgusting demons that come enticing, and you leave the one, the very one who gave his life for you and continues to give his life for you, then the story will end like Esau's story. What a tragedy. Many are in prison today, crying, wish they never did what they did. And some are in there, but proud for what they did, proud about what they did, fully possessed. Regardless of what they feel, the truth is, they are locked in for good. Locked in for good. Hell is full of people who are weeping and gnashing their teeth. Why did I ever do that? Why did I ever do that? Why how foolish I was. Listen to all these evil spirits and all the evil spirits around them, they're dancing and they're laughing. They're saying, what a fool you are. You heard all these messages and you thought the pastor didn't have any 
thing else to do and they always say the same thing again and again and again. And they try to make you feel miserable then. And you thought that we all gave you a good time. What a fool you are. That's what the demons will say. What's the point? And what's the use? When a person realizes oh, what a fool I am. I should not have done this. After their sentence has been passed and they are locked in for good. Not in a place where you can sleep on a concrete slab. But in a place where there's no sleep. Where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. In a place where people scream day and night. Because the punishment fit the crime. Because they choose. They chose death and they choose death every day. They embraced the demons. They rejected the Lord of life. God is speaking to our hearts today. Esau was given many opportunities. So are you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. To who? To those who keep His covenant. If we take that part out, we'll be deceiving ourselves. You honor God in everything that you do. He will lift you up in His hands and place you where He wants to place you. Because He counts you worthy. He knows that you won't squander. He knows you won't get distracted. He'll know that you won't try to take His honor and place. That you won't leave the job and start doing something else on the side and partner with the enemy and, and bring loss to His kingdom. These are the things God will really look for before He gives anything to anyone. How dependable are you? How trustworthy are you? If you can't even read and pray consistently, if you can't even... Do the simple things that God says and cry over what God gives and how can God give anything else into your hands? Yet many people want to do big things for God but they cannot do little things. Be faithful in the little things. Don't sell your birthright for a bowl of porridge. God has graciously given you the birthright. God has positioned you for success. Don't choose failure. God wants to bless you in this month of March. Don't squander it away by looking elsewhere. Keep like Job. Job took measures to stay holy. Job not only had the character to make a covenant with his eyes, but 
he had the character to keep that covenant. There are a lot of people, at the spur of the moment, they are making a hundred different vows and say, Lord, I'll do this, Lord, I'll do that, Lord, but they don't have the character to keep a single thing consistently. Assess yourself and see where you stand spiritually, truly. What do you see a spiritual character made up of clay? Every time Satan comes and throws a little rubber ball, it breaks down. Then to start from scratch all over again. Make ten more vows. Only to break them again. God is speaking at this hour. The prophetic word of God, as you know, when it comes, it comes from the mouth of God. Take it very seriously. Let it not be another sign. That you come and say, I don't know where this dryness is from. I don't know what's going on with me. You know. You know exactly. When you get COVID or when you get a communicable disease, you have to trace where you went and who you sat with and which crowd where you were part of. What you did to get it? Did you protect yourself? Did you do all the things that you should have done? See? You have to trace those things. Spiritually, there are many things that you can put your finger on and say, okay, this one's wrong here, this one's wrong here, I did this here. I neglected the reading of the word, I neglected the prayer, I, I gave priority to chatting with my friends, I gave priority to being on Facebook or social media or whatever your snare was. I gave priority to doing this and doing that and being a Martha. Now, the door that you opened became wider and wider and wider because you continued to go in it and deceived yourself saying, that, well, it's not that, I'm just doing that, I have no choice. Well, you had every choice to choose life. God is speaking at this hour. Put away every excuse. Close every door that you need to do. You need to close. Do your part that you have to do. And get yourself treated. Without doing that, seeking for treatment is not good. Because it will be a waste of time for your physician and for yourself. If you continue to hang up with people who have communicable disease and continue to not protect yourself, Continue to do what you're doing, not take measures to close the doors that you've opened. Then it's not going to do any good. Take a person who is going and saying, oh, my liver is damaged. And get all the treatments for the liver and then go home and drink alcohol and alcohol and alcohol. A fool will do that. Many have done that and they're in the grave today. Died miserable deaths. Same thing with cigarettes. You've developed a lung disease and still go and smoke. Go to the doctors and go here for this scan and that scan and get medicines and treatments and go through all of that. Struggling to breathe. Go with a cigarette in your hands. A fool will do that. Many are in the graves today. Having gone through its miserable journey and ending with a miserable death. 
God is speaking at this hour. You want to live? Put away that which you need to put away. Don't give excuses. Don't come and say, I don't know what's happening with me. When I hear these statements, it makes me pause. The Spirit of God actually shows what has happened and the Spirit of the Lord also shows how people come. And say, I don't know what's happening. I feel dry, I feel this, I feel that, I feel this. Without you doing your part, the physician cannot do anything because whatever they do will not work for you. Because you are destroying what God is trying to build inside of you. It's like trying to hang a beautiful mirror and the next moment take a hammer and break it into a hundred different pieces. And then go buy another one and put it. A fool will do that. They build a nice wall and then next moment break it down and build it and break it down. Why are you even building this? You want to be safe. You want to be protected from the wild beasts outside. You want to live in a place where you are sheltered from the storm and sheltered from the snow and sheltered from the cold weather outside. Protect your dwelling place. God is speaking at this hour. Don't say it's freezing out there when you actively break all your windows. Don't cry, oh God, help me. I'm cold. When you deliberately go and shut your thermostat off. Lord, I don't know what's happening to me. I have no food. I'm not able to eat while you let the food rot in your fridge. What are you doing? If you want to go in the right direction, get up and go in the right direction. God is speaking at the at his hour. God is speaking at this hour. If you really want to change, do that which is necessary to change. And God will do everything in his power to change that caterpillar into a butterfly. To change that worthless stone into a precious cornerstone. Not until, but not until you yield yourself in the hands of the Master. To some people, it's so hard to be in the cocoon. Born yesterday, today. They want to be doctors in a leading hospital. They want to just bypass all the growing process. All the exams, all the crawling, standing, running, studying, ABCs, passing 10th grade, passing high school, taking the entrance exam and studying hard and doing internships. I don't want to miss all of those 
born yesterday today they want to be and they look at the physician over there and surgeon over there and say I want to be you God is speaking at this hour desire is good as long as you work for it and do your part then you can become and ask that to your community when you become that surgeon many can be blessed not for yourself to walk around and show who you are so that many can be blessed but you have to do your part if to eat your food you need to drink your milk you need to do your homework you need to study when you start you have to study take all the tests when you have to take all the tests put in the work that you need to put in then the time will come when what you have put in will be tested to see to what extent you put in it's what entrance exams are for only those who have put in what they should have put in are admitted into the schools and then you have a whole bunch of people who drop out too but those who make it to the finish line there are a lot of people who do their schooling and then they're not able to do the internship God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. Faithfulness in all things is essential. Having the character to becoming what God has called you to be is important. And if you lose focus, you will amount to nothing, says God Almighty. If you lose focus, you will amount to nothing in the kingdom of God. God is speaking at this hour. Oh well Lord this is too much for me I can't do this and well studying for then forget about it Don't say Lord use me I want to be this I don't want to be this I want to be this God is looking for people with character If two has been given to you be thankful that it's been given to you and be faithful in it The five has been given to you be thankful that God has given that and be faithful keep your eyes on what you should and be diligent be diligent if you're not diligent what you have will be taken away if you complain what you have will be taken away Esau did not value what was given to him and he forced it and there came Jacob and just took it away God is speaking at this hour If you truly want to serve God. If you truly want to become everything that God in Christ Jesus has marked out for you to become. And don't be lazy. Don't be full of excuses. Don't be a squanderer. Do what is given to you at the moment. And do it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God who sees, the God who sees your faithfulness 
will add to you. And there are some people, when God adds, they'll cry over that too. Oh God, you're adding no more. When I was two, I carried eight ounces. And now I'm 20 years old and you're giving me a pound now. Oh Lord, it's too much. Where's the growth? Where's the growth? If God is giving it into your hands, He's expecting you to do it. And as you do it, you will increase. Where's the faith and where's the growth? Forfeit what God has given. Don't value when you don't value that which God has placed in front of you. Even that which has been given will be taken away. Then there will come Jacob. He will take away that which was given to you. You know what? Esau could have given his birthright to someone who was even outside his family. He could have done anything. And Jacob came and he took that and thank God it stood within the family. At that point, Jacob was not stealing. He rightfully took what Esau despised. That was the first step of Jacob moving into Esau's place because Esau was going to throw that away for whatever he sees at that moment in exchange for it. God sees all things. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. Don't do what Jacob did, listening to his mom and deceiving God and deceiving the father. He thought he deceived. But the reason why God hid it from Isaac was God was going to expose everything big time. And he tried to deceive God and tried to deceive God's servants. There are times when God will withhold certain things from being seen because he wants it to come out in a bigger way. But who lost? Who lost? Isaac was grieved, but who ultimately lost? Those who planned and those who deceived. It was Rebecca and Jacob. God is speaking at this hour. The faith that you once possessed, the desire that you once had for God has to be on point with God on a daily basis. Don't sell that for anything else. The faith that you have in your walk with God, if you're walking with God, should be transferred to your children. Remember that. Always remember your spiritual temperature. Your spiritual temperature, how you are walking with God, your stubbornness, your nature will be seen in your children. They are a reflection of you. They are like your thermometer. You can just see it displayed. So make sure you walk with God. And make sure as you walk with God, you impart the faith into your children.
But they don't turn out to be like Jacob and Esau when well, they did that which they took away their blessings. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make sure that as you walk with God, that you continue to walk with Him. Don't get tricked by the enemy. And don't say that Satan tricked me and Satan somehow did and the cares of the world did this and the busyness. Oh, the cares of the world will always be there around you. Thorns and thistles will try to come. How many of you have done gardening? How many of you say that one time I, it's enough for me to just uproot the weeds once, once I do it, the remaining 40 years I don't have to worry about my yard? That means you have not done gardening. You have to watch over your garden and you have to see every time the weed comes, you have to uproot it. You have to make sure that you keep your yard free of weeds. If you don't, then it will kill the plants that you're trying to grow. Jesus said that. Satan will be around. He'll try to bring busyness. He'll try to bring other things to rob that which is the most important from your hands, to take away your birthright. If you're wise, you will tend to your yard immediately, not let anything grow there. That your yard will not be a yard where weeds will thrive, if you're wise. If you're wise, that's where, whether you're wise or foolish, will be made evident. God is speaking at this hour. It is time for a change, says the Holy Spirit. Change direction and stay in the right direction. Then you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed in all that you do in the month of March. Esteem the Word of God above everything. And God will esteem you and your generation. Shall we pray? Thank you, Father. Thank you for speaking to your people this morning. Father, you had this word to give to your people. You sent me to get on the call and you had me speak when you wanted me to. As your servant standing in your presence have given what you have given through the Spirit of God speaking through me to your people. I pray that this word may stir up your people to get off the wrong track, to get on the right track. In this month of March, 
maybe the change, definite change, permanent change, a good change, so that you can work on them further. That they may learn to stay in their cocoon and not be a caterpillar that looks at the butterflies flying around saying, why should I go into the cocoon? Why should I be in there? How long will it take for me to be in the cocoon? When can I come out of the cocoon? All these questions. Oh Lord, give them the wisdom. To look at the cocoon is a blessing. To be where you want them to be during this period, oh Lord, where you can grow every part of their being into something glorious, Father, that they may not see the blessedness of what you're doing as a burden, that they may be wise enough to understand the season and the time period in which you are wanting to bless them. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Every hasty spirit wanting to be something, become something without putting the work and effort and I curse it in Jesus' name. Every hasty spirit that is trying to bypass the cocoon process to destroy the caterpillar from becoming a butterfly. I curse those unclean spirits in Jesus' name. Help your people, each one to understand their part in their success. Their part in their growth. Their part in their inheritance. Their part in becoming all that God in Christ Jesus has destined for them to be. Thank you for the glorious plan that you have for every single one here, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth in their lives as it is in heaven. I give them into the now pierced hands of the Lord Jesus Christ at this hour. That this church may become a church that would reflect the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. That every single person here will have testimonies on a daily basis about their walk with the Lord. Every single person may have testimonies as to how God is leading them in his perfect plan without any deviation that every single one here may follow in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ may they despise everything that they need to despise cleave to that which they need to cleave to that they may be wise enough to fear the Lord and depart from evil that they may be wise enough to fear the Lord and escape all the snares of the enemy. Oh Lord, that they may walk with you as how Enoch walked with you. 
Daily Mail, live. It's a job that uprightly before you. Daily Mail, run. It's our Apostle Paul, ran and received his crown. And you are till the very end. Overcome all things through Christ Jesus. Oh Lord, may each and every single one become everything that you have for them to become. The big plans that you have for them, Lord, let it not die because of their wrong choices. Let no one here should practice faith. Let each one fulfill that which God has for them to fulfill. By working on their character. And their character may become godly character of Jesus Christ. Let no one go after worthless things. Let no one put themselves in a place of spiritual wandering. They may be in a place of spiritual prosperity where you have placed them, Father. That they may grow to the measure, the stature, the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ. With this blessing, I bless your people with standing in the presence of God before the throne of God as your servant according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless you, people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may become worthy vessels of honor. That their faith may not be made up of clay, but it may be of gold. That it may come forth as pure gold. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus most precious name I pray Amen Amen Get you.